Just as we're doing so, I just want to explain the uh, cards on your chair. Hopefully you've picked them up and read them. Um, We thought it was uh, really important that we spend some time as a church exploring the subject of membership, church membership. For a number of years, this church hasn't had church membership, and we are looking to reintroduce it. But what we're looking to reintroduce may be different to what you've experienced in the past, either in this church or in another church. And so we wanted to highlight the dates so you can put them in the diary, or you can put this on your fridge or whatever, just to remind you that these may be particular dates you want to prioritise being around in this next season, because this is where we're going to be unpackaging what, how we see membership. We'll be doing this as an eldership team, <clears throat> and then after those seven weeks, uh, there will be an opportunity for those of us who choose to, to say, yes, I want to as it were, nail my colours to the master of this church. I want to be a member of this church. Now you may say, hang on, Andrew, I've been a member of this church for 20 years in my spirit. Great. Well, let's just formalise that again. Let's, let's all come back together. Say, yeah, well, actually, we're, we're committing ourselves together as members of this church. Now, yeah, I could very quickly get into preaching this, and that's not what I'm here to do today. Uh, we will be looking at what is membership, our vision, our values as a church, our culture, our expectations, what we expect of members, what we expect of, uh, of the leaders in this church, and a whole load of other things. Uh, at this point, it was really just to get this date into our hands and say, you may want to try and prioritise these dates so you're around during this season. 4th of June we start, 16th of July we finish, deliberately squeezing it into uh, a half of a term, school term, so that uh, we're, we're not getting into holidays and that sort of stuff, so hopefully most people will be able to be around. I do appreciate June is often a very popular time for those of us whose children have left home to be away. Apologies for that, folks. We will be recording it, so you will be able to listen to those parts if you're not around um, but I uh, just wanted to highlight that. Please take the card with you. Stick it on your fridge or wherever else you put a card like that. Um, we're uh, going to continue our uh, mini-series we're doing, uh, looking at what does it mean to be a church who advanced the kingdom. That's part of a bigger series where we've been using three words to describe the type of church we want to be a church Uh, who are disciples. First of all, who we are, understanding who we are in Christ. Then secondly, a church who are led by the Spirit. Spirit was the next word. A church who are led by the Spirit. A church, what it means to uh, be in relationship with the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to walk with the Holy Spirit. And and yet we know, actually, if we're going to be disciples and if we're going to be led by the Spirit, then we will advance the kingdom. And that's the third thing we're looking at today is, uh, and in this current series of what's it mean to walk hand in hand with the Holy Spirit and see the kingdom advance. And uh, 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 three weeks ago when I did my Val Dunican impression because I'd sprained my ankle and I had to sit on a bar stool, um, we um, uh, started to unpackage the whole thing of what do we mean by the kingdom of God? And we said, well, it's the rule of God on earth. We're, what we're looking to see advance is the rule of God on earth. Actually, once upon a time, before the fall, the rule of God on earth was absolute. And there will be a day coming in the future when Jesus returns, when the rule of God will be absolute again. But in this meantime, since Jesus uh, came and died on the cross, the kingdom has been growing. It's been steadily advancing. 
and will continue to advance. And it's forceful men take hold of the kingdom. It's us as believers who get hold of this. Hey, I'm called, I'm commissioned to advance the kingdom. And then last week, uh, Anthony talked about how we do it and brought a really challenging word about obedience to us. Ultimately, I felt so stirred. Felt so stirred. Actually, we've got to lay our lives down at the cross and take steps of obedience. And ultimately, the kingdom advances as we are obedient to all God calls us to do. And, you know, that can be so challenging, can't it? Because often the problem with us being obedient to what the Father asks us to do by spirit is often contrary to what we want to do by our spirit. And that battle goes on, doesn't it? In us, well, am I going to do what the Father's asking me to do? Or am I going to do what I want to do? God, me, which one, who's going to win? And that can be so challenging. And yet the, 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 the answer in all that is saying, no, I've laid my life down. I've laid my life down at salvation and I'm not picking it up again. I'm going to keep laying my life down. I want to be obedient to God. I want to walk in obedience to God. It's not about keeping law. It's about relationship. It's about outworking relationship. And uh, do you know, when we talk about things like uh, advancing the kingdom, I guess it's very easy for us to feel, oh, well, there's the keenies who are doing it, and then there's me. I mean, maybe, maybe that's not you. Maybe you don't feel that. Maybe, maybe you're very, very happy with what we're talking about. But it's very easy to feel, oh, well, yeah, do I have to? Or... Even, I'm not sure what I'm doing. How do I do this sort of stuff? And, and it's very easy to appear that, you know, the, 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 um, the best outworking of it is when we see people healed and people saved. And that's really advancing the kingdom. And I just want to highlight today, actually, advancing the kingdom is very diverse very diverse it can looks in all sorts of different ways and yes healing and salvation in fact neil in just a moment is going to start coming up now please neil he's going to come and uh, tell a story a testimony of somebody being healed which is great um but uh you know actually the advance of the kingdom is very broad in what it looks like and uh success is found in obedience i think often we can think success is when somebody gets saved when somebody gets healed. No, success is found in our obedience. Neil, come and tell us uh, what happened the other day, please. Yeah, this was um, Easter Sunday morning. Um, But um, before I I start on that, I just want to say that um, Aaron and I know that we've got um, prophetic gifting and we share what we feel God is saying to us quite regularly, um, quite often on Sunday morning in Costa. And he's been saying two things to us recently. One is that your gifting is not just for the church, it's for the community. And um, the other thing that he keeps saying to me personally is that don't keep asking for more of the Holy Spirit, use what you have. And I was sort of thinking, well, what does this mean? And then Easter Sunday... As usual, um, I went down to Costa knowing that Aaron was going to likely join me. Um, and there's an old guy sort of um, propped up on the sofa in there with his foot up on a sort of walking frame. And he was obviously in pain. 
And uh, I thought, God, <laughs> I don't do I don't do pray for healing. I haven't got it's, it's not my it's not my gifting. Um, but this, this guy said to me, "Oh, could you do me a favour? Could you go and get me some sugar?" So I came back with some of those little sugar packets and gave it to him. And we engaged in a conversation. He was saying that he'd just come out of hospital after three months because uh, he had a problem with his toe. Um, it turned out that it was gangrenous and they had to amputate it. And he was in a lot of pain. And he'd struggled to get down to Costa and he was lying there, virtually lying there in pain. Um, and we were chatting. Um, and I thought, Aaron's coming in here. Aaron, Aaron does does healing. <laughs> Aaron arrives, and he can see we're talking, so he engages in the conversation. And um, this guy says, well, what are you two doing down here? And Aaron says, well, we, we always meet up here before we go up to church. And this chap says, well, I used to be in the Salvation Army many years ago, and having come out of hospital, I just feel that I've had enough problems in my life. I want, I want to have an easier time. He said, would you mind praying for me? So Aaron went over and prayed with him. And then the guy said, could you do me a favor? Could you mark the sign across on my forehead? Because I really feel that, you know, God wants to, wants to do something. And Aaron said, I can do better than that. And he got up and went to his rucksack. And I don't know how many people know this, but Aaron always carries some anointing oil with him. And he said to me, I've never done this in public before, but I'm going to anoint this guy on the head. So He did. And we carried on talking to him for about half an hour. And then Aaron said, how are you feeling now? And he said, well, I think some of the pain's going. He said, well, slowly stand up. So, the God, so this guy stands up slowly, and he said, I can walk without a frame. And he said, I've been healed. Jesus has healed me. I believe, I believe. And he started walking around Costa telling everybody that Jesus had healed him. And it, it was, it, I thought, well, where's this going? And he came back and he chatting to us and he said, to prove that I've been healed, I need to go to Lou. He said, I'm going to go to Lou, I'm going to leave my frame behind. So, so he was, went to Lou, came back, and he's telling everybody way back, Jesus has healed me, Jesus has healed me. And it just it sort of, it was a really amazing experience. It gave me a lot of confidence that you just got to be obedient it can be the smallest thing, like a little packet of sugar can start a conversation that can lead to a healing. It's all about being obedient. Neil knew he was going to be sharing this testimony this morning. What he didn't know is I'm just going to ask a couple of questions. Um, so how did it feel stepping out? Uh, how did it feel stepping out? Actually, it felt okay because I know I've got I know I've got a relationship with with, with God, um, and actually, it's stepping out in the small things and knowing that it's knowing who you are in God that you are a son of God and He's with you. Um, and I felt quite confident. I know He was taking me to areas that I hadn't been before. Um, but no, I was I was quite com- I felt confident because I knew the Holy Spirit was with me. And what would you say to somebody who was wanting to start to take steps of obedience like this? Well, like I say, it's only a small step. It can be just going to get somebody a, a packet of sugar. 
it's a small thing and you just you just don't know where it will lead brilliant well done neil thank you so much well done mate brilliant who here is able to get somebody a packet of sugar It's as simple as that. A few weeks ago, we uh, had a Sunday where we celebrated people's stories, didn't we? Stories of obedience, stories of faith, steps of faith. And uh, Pat Gregory talked about how she felt God say, buy one of her neighbours a bunch of flowers. Who here can go and buy a bunch of flowers? Simple, isn't it? Hey, well done, Reg. It's simple acts of loving kindness, simple steps of obedience can open the door for something much more profound and much more powerful to happen. But it starts in our hearts with simple acts of obedience. I want to go back to, just before Neil came and spoke, I said this, success is found in obedience. Do you know, we don't need to worry what God's going to do, whether that man got healed or not. In the kingdom of heaven is immaterial. What was important was Neil's step of obedience. The rest we can trust God with. If God chooses to heal, fantastic. If God chooses not to heal, but I've been obedient to what God's asked me to do, fantastic. The same thing, because success is found in obedience. And if we want to be a church who sees the kingdom advance, that needs to get into our spirits. It needs to get inside here. That actually success is found in obedience. It's not found in the results, it's found in obedience to what the Spirit's saying. You may think I'm repeating myself, I am. Because I just feel it, I, there's something of this, in, I, I, I'm sensing in the Spirit, there's just something the Spirit wants to put deep in our hearts today. I may never actually get to my preach, this isn't part of my preach. You may be worried now, you're welcome to be. Success is found in obedience. We need to pray, is that okay? Can we just pause Let's pray. Father, I ask, would you come and put this deep in our spirit? That actually all you ask of us isn't to heal people, isn't to save people. You just ask us to be obedient. To obedience to what you lead us in. To be obedient to your word, to be obedient to the prompting of your spirit. Help us, Father. Help us to be obedient to how you lead us. Teach us to follow your ways. To follow your paths. Now, if you want to do this, why don't you just... 
reiterate that prayer back to your loving father. He delights to hear prayers like this. Help us, Lord. We want to say we believe, but help us in our unbelief. We trust, but help us when we struggle to trust. We want to take steps to see your kingdom come. And yet help us when we actually take those steps. Help us to have confidence in you. Help us to see that success is... Steps of obedience. Give us courage by your spirit, I pray. Help us, Lord. Help us, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, do just that. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Come on then. Go for it. Go be obedient. In the worship this morning, God seemed to take me back to when I heard God's message. And I was sort of on the verge of whether to be accept Jesus or not. And like most of us might have felt at one time. And I just felt as though he prompted me to say, there might be folk here who are like that, who keep hearing God's word, but don't actually do anything about it, about coming to God and saying, yes, Jesus, I need you. I want you in my life. Because what prompted me was... This chap, who was a, quite an elderly man who was preaching, said, if you hear God speaking to you and you don't take any notice, one day the voice is going to get quieter and go away. Mm. I thought, I don't want that. I know I ought to respond. Very <laughs> good. And I did. Yeah. That was 52 years ago, and I, here I am still sort of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, on the road sort of thing not got to the end of it yet but I just wanted to encourage when Pam spoke about this somebody might be in sort of this dark place it just I thought well I've got something that might not be uh, in the same lines but I just think I thought and, I, and it got so strong I think God kicked me there to put my hand up brilliant well done Chris <laughs> well done Chris thank you okay and you know, I, I think Chris is absolutely spot on. There's something going on here where the father's just wanting to catch up some of us who perhaps have got a bit distant to him, perhaps have got a bit withdrawn. We've taken steps back for whatever reason and we've ended up in a dark place. And the father is revealing his love to us this morning in our worship and through the breaking of bread, reminding us of all that Jesus has done on the cross. He's reminding us that salvation is complete and he is totally trustworthy.
and we can come back to him at any point, at any time. We don't have to stay in that dark place. He wants to meet us in that dark place, that we never have to be alone. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us, but he's with us if we allow him to be. And that may be you today. I imagine there's more than one person here because it seems like the Father's just getting our attention. He's banging on the door saying, hey, come on. And uh, I think we just need to uh, listen. If that's you, be ready to respond. In a few minutes, we're going to have an opportunity to respond, okay? In just a few minutes. Okay, if you've got your Bible with you, we are going to turn to the Word. Don't panic. But this is going to be a very, very shortened preach, to say the least, because I do think where we were going to go in the Word will help us. Uh, Please turn in the book of Romans, uh, sorry, turn to the book of Romans in the New Testament. Uh, It's about halfway through the New Testament by page numbers, a bit more, somewhere around there. Do you want to share now, Steve? Great, come on, let's have it. Come on. That should be on, yeah, give another try. Um, This is something I found very helpful and seemed very relevant at the moment in terms of obedience. Um, There's a thing called an artesian well which flows naturally. And if it's not particularly big, it can have a stone over it and it won't flow. There's one outside Allsford if you're interested. And what I've found is that I have the spirit in me, the spirit is flowing out of me, but there's a stone over it, and one of the steps of obedience, a key one for me, is to move that stone to allow the spirit to flow. Brilliant. Brilliant. Bless you. Well done. Well done in even sharing that. Okay. Need to hear that. Some of us, we've got a stone in the way. When Steve says a stone, he's not talking one of those little round pebbly things you, you kick on along the path. He's talking a big, yeah, like a paving slab or even bigger. Sometimes they take quite a bit of shifting. They can be heavy. God's wanting to untap the well. I'll have spirit to flow in us more and more. That we can take steps of obedience. And out of those steps of obedience flow the advance of the kingdom. Even these words which these folks are bringing this morning will result in the advance of his kingdom in some people's lives in this room. Because we'll start to take steps of obedience ourselves. And as we do, the kingdom advances. Okay, I'm literally going to read one verse. You may say, Andrew, that's reading out of context. I'll explain the context. But just because of time, well, I'm just going to read one verse out of Romans 14. It's this verse here. It's verse 17. It says this, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. Boo, hiss. I thought everything was around food in Christendom. What's gone wrong? No, it's not a matter of eating and drinking, albeit that's good, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Now, the context of that verse, just to explain, is clearly in Rome, uh, people Paul is writing to, there have been all sorts of arguments about what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat and what's clean and what's unclean food and all this sort of stuff, endless arguments going round and round and round and round. And Paul's just breaking in and saying, hey, guys, you've, you, your, your focus is on the wrong thing. Your focus is on the wrong thing. 
Actually, if you think you're advancing the kingdom by talking about that sort of stuff, forget it. You're not. You're just getting caught up in endless arguments. And out the back of that then comes legalism and critical spirits. Out the back of that comes uh, loss of focus. Loss of focus actually what we're meant to be doing. <laughs> we forget the lost and, and seeing the kingdom because we're arguing with one another. He's saying, come on, stop arguing. Break out of it. He's saying, look, the kingdom's this. It's not a matter of eating and drinking and arguing over whether you can eat and drink this and that and the other. No, it's about righteousness. It's about peace. And it's about joy in the Holy Spirit. I just want to very briefly just develop that thought for one moment. Friends, if we want to see the kingdom of God come, we need to know the righteousness of God, that we are made righteous, that we can't earn this, we don't deserve it, but actually if we understand we're righteous before a holy God, if we understand we're restored before a holy God, if we understand what it is to know his delight and pleasure, to know that righteousness from God. And from that righteousness comes a sense of peace because I no longer have to work. I no longer have to impress. I no longer have to uh, earn people's approval or anything like that. And off the back of that, what comes? Joy, intense, deep joy. Not the artificial joy of something achieved or some latest high or, or, or some, something somebody says over us. No, that deep inner joy, that joy which is magnetic to others. That joy where people go, what have you got inside of you? I want what you've got inside of you. That sort of joy. And it frees us. If we know these things, we are freed from fear. Fear of what others will say. We're freed from that sense of, ooh, can I do this? Can I, can I be confident in God? Can I be confident that it doesn't matter? No, I'm right before God. If I'm just right before God, I'm just stepping out in righteousness. I'm just stepping out in obedience. I know the Father loves me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether I get it right or not particularly because the Father loves me because of who, who I am and because of who he is, not because of what I do. We come free from fear. We come free from performance. We come free from this, oh, well, it's all about me. No, it's not. It's all about him. Because it's his righteousness that makes me righteous, not what I do, not what I achieve, not what I know or anything else. And it frees us from arrogance that we can instead have humility and we can act and do simple acts of loving kindness. Simple acts of just helping somebody get some sugar or buying somebody some flowers that we don't even really know. But in so doing, expressing something of what's deep inside of us. That deep joy, that deep peace, that sense of being freed. And it all comes as the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. These are gifts of God by his Holy Spirit, which brings freedom to see the kingdom come. Friends, if we want to bring the kingdom, you may say, well, I've got to pray for the sick. No, you don't have to pray for the sick. Acts of loving kindness will advance the kingdom. Acts of loving kindness where you stand up for righteousness or justice in your school or your college or for a, work, uh, for an, uh, a colleague at work 
or for somebody in a different nation, but you stand up for it by advocating on their behalf, by lobbying the government for standing up for them, or for the poor, or for the needy, or for the dispossessed, or whoever else. Acts of loving kindness, whereby we perhaps buy a work colleague a sandwich one day because we know they're struggling financially, or even they may be better off than us, but we just want to bless them, because that's fine too. They don't have to be poor for us to buy them a sandwich. Acts of loving kindness where we look out for our neighbours. Maybe we cut their grass. Not because they haven't got a lawnmower, but because we just know they're busy and why not bless them and we can cut their grass too when we cut ours. Acts of loving kindness in the shop when God prompts us. Pay for that person's shopping. Acts of simple loving kindness where we express a word to a distraught mother whose child's rolling around on the floor of Sainsbury's, kicking off. And she feels embarrassed. And we can actually bring peace and love by saying, it's okay, we've all been there. We understand. Don't be embarrassed. And perhaps even buying a bar of chocolate or something else which just expresses some love. Acts of loving kindness are simple. But acts of loving kindness also can be that we pray for the sick because we do know Jesus heals. That we reach out to those who are hurting and say Jesus is the answer. That we express the hope which is in us. See, acts of loving kindness have got a breadth, (laughs) but each one of those acts advances the kingdom if it comes out of a righteousness, out of a peace, out of a joy in the Holy Spirit. Where it's not about me and my agenda, it's not about I've got to, It's about out of my relationship with Jesus, my love for Jesus, I want to share this with everybody I know because he's so important to me. He's so special to me that I want to be able to express something of him in me to others. And that I'm free to do that. I'm free to do it. Free not under uh, under obligation, not under pressure, but free also not to worry what others think or what others feel. That deep liberty, that deep, free, uh, that deep freedom. I'm giving up on my notes. Um, if I had time, I would have also taken you to 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20, where it talks about, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And I just want to very quickly just say, there is power. There is power by the Holy Spirit to see the kingdom come with power. Let's not lose that. (laughs) But let's understand it's a crucial part of bringing the kingdom in certain situations. And uh, at that point, I think I'm going to say, if you want to play your part in advancing the kingdom by taking steps of obedience, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the only way you're going to do it. Because he's the one who will prompt us. He's the one who will put that deep sense of righteousness in us. That amazing peace of God in our hearts. That joy and contentment that I don't need anything else in a right sense. And that he'll give us the power to do what is powerful for us whether that's a simple act of loving kindness 
or mighty outworking of God's power in other ways through healing, deliverance, salvation, whatever it may well be. If you know that's you, I want to invite you to stand at this point because I'd like to pray for us. Very simple. If you know you need (laughs) that empowering of the Spirit to take steps of obedience, please stand. And we're going to pray. Lord, we're not standing before man. We're standing before you. I want to pray for my friends here, each and every one. Would you come and fill us afresh with your spirit? Right now, where we're at, Help us to lay down those things which have got in the way. To repent of things we need to repent of. Full idols where we put our hope. Come, Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to lay down all these things. And come and fill us with your power, with your righteousness, with your peace, with your joy. Come and fill those places which have been empty for some time or those which we've just emptied by letting go of things which were wrong. Fill us, Holy Spirit of God. That we can take simple acts, simple steps of faith this week. Simple steps of obedience as you prompt us in the circumstances you put us in. To see your kingdom come and your will be done here, in and through our lives individually and corporately as a church we commit ourselves to you lord say have your way in us have your way in us lord we just want to take steps of obedience unto you help us sovereign god help us spirit of god come fill us afresh fill us afresh now we long for more of you we long for more of you that we can see your kingdom come Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We can trust that as we ask, you give. Now receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Just receive him. Receive a fresh outpouring of his Holy Spirit, even now. Let him come and bring peace to your heart. Let him come and affirm that sense of righteousness. Not self-righteousness, but righteousness in God. The righteousness which comes from having laid down our lives knowing that we are forgiven completely and restored. Receive that. Receive peace. It's not about what I've got to do. It's not about the next hoop I've got to jump through. Receive these things. 
and receive the power of God. Power of God for your life. Now and every day, receive him. The Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage us, let's keep asking. Let's keep receiving. We're going to bring our time together this morning to a conclusion. Um, it's been great to be together. Uh, we're overrun as usual, it seems. So parents, could I encourage you to please uh, bless the children's workers and thank them as you go and collect your children. And uh, we're going to have a time of refreshments. If you would like prayer... We have a prayer team. Please make your way forward. It may be you want further prayer for what we've just been doing. It may be you want prayer because you want to come back and know Jesus because you realize he's been speaking to you this morning. Maybe you want prayer for healing or for something completely different. Please make your way forward. Sean, Helen, and other members of the prayer team will all be available. Elders will be available at the front here to pray for you in whatever circumstance. Thank you so much.